Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, your weekly dose of accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible. Here's your host, Mike Jezoshek, CPA. Hello, and welcome back to another episode. Today's topic is what health-related tax strategies should you consider for 2022. And this is just going to be as we get closer to the end of the year, we want to start deep diving into tax strategies and things that we want you thinking about before the end of the year. And so this is just one of those topics. What things on the health side should you be thinking about? Now, before we dig too deep in this, I also want to say that last October and November, we did an entire series on health-related tax strategies on both our blog and Small Business Tax Savings Podcast. So if you want to take what we talk about today and just dive deeper on these various strategies, you're going to want to check those out. And in the show notes, we'll have a link to those blog posts that we did last year that deep dive into these strategies. Now, taking care of your health is so important. And oftentimes, as a busy professional, that's something that gets put to the side. And so there's also tax planning that comes into play when we talk about various aspects of health. And so that's what we want to talk about today. What options are available to you and how does the tax planning focus or situate around that as well? So to start off, we just want to say, talk about how does the deduction for self-employed health insurance work? Basically, if you're self-employed, you will always get a business deduction for the health insurance costs that you incur. Now, one thing to be careful about, though, is if you're part of one of those medical sharing plans they're not considered technically health insurance. So those would not be deductible through the business. But if you're paying for normal health insurance through the marketplace, something like that, those are always, if you're self-employed, always going to be a tax deduction of some sort. Now, depending on how your business is set up, really determine how you actually get the deduction for those health insurance costs. And so again, this is something we dug deeper into in both a blog and podcast episode last year. The name of that one was How Does the Deduction for Self-Employed Health Insurance Work? And there will be a link in the show notes for that. But just a summary of it. If you're a sole proprietor or a single member LLC, you're going to simply deduct self-employed health insurance premiums on your personal tax return. Schedule one of your personal tax return, your 1040. So very easy, pretty basic there. If you're an S-Corp owner, things get a little bit more complicated. Same result, you get a deduction, but there's a couple different hoops that you need to jump through. So if you're an S-Corporation owner, the first thing you need to do is have the S-Corp pay for the insurance. Run the business through your entity. Next, you're going to add it to your W-2 payroll because you're as an S-Corp, you're taking a reasonable salary. So you're going to add it to your W-2 payroll as S-Corp owner self-employed health insurance. And Talk to your payroll provider. They're going to know how to handle this. Just let them know that this is for health insurance payments to an S-Corp owner that is greater than 2% and they know exactly how to handle it. Basically, we're adding it to your box one in box 14 of your W-2. And then you're going to deduct it on your personal tax return again on schedule one. So with an S-Corp, pay for the insurance to the business, add it or gross up to your W-2 payroll. Your payroll provider is going to know how to do that. And then deduct, deduct again on your personal tax return. Few hoops. It's the same end result. You get a deduction, but there's just a few hoops that we need to run through just to make sure we're doing it correctly. So as we get to the end of the year here, if you're an S-Corp owner and you were paying for health insurance for you as the owner, make sure you're reaching out to your accountant and talking about this. This is very important. Now, if you have non-owner employees and you provide health insurance benefits for them, either partially or fully, you're going to get a deduction for those costs too. 
So just making sure that you're including those on the employee's W-2, that's going to be in box 12 with code DD. So if you're paying for health insurance for the owner, it's going to be treated one way. And if you're paying for the health insurance for employees, it's going to be treated a completely different way on the W-2. So just make sure that you're talking to your accountant, making sure that that's being recorded correctly before you rent. We want to try to get these things done before 1231. Now, Moving on to the next topic, what options are available to business owners with high medical costs? Now, you know, unfortunately, sometimes life hits us. Medical costs over and above, you know, the cost of insurance start to rise. And the good thing for business owners is that there are some options available where you can possibly get a business deduction for those items. So, you know, having high medical costs is obviously a situation that none of us want to be in. But the good thing about it as a business owner is that there is some ways that we can do some tax planning around that if you're in that situation. Now, what we're specifically talking about today would be for solo business owners, where it's just themselves or just their family as employees. So solo owner or spouse or something like that as your employees. And again, we have an entire blog post where we have a show notes, a link to that in the show notes. But here's just kind of a summary of this subject. You can utilize, basically, if you have, if you're a solo business owner and you have high medical costs, you can utilize a section 105 plan to turn personal medical expenses into a business deduction. Now, with this, you're going to need to ensure that you have the correct paperwork and plan designed. And, you know, this is key. We want to make sure that we are dotting our I's, crossing our T's on setting up a strategy like this. But then basically, this Section 105 plan would reimburse the employee, which is you or your spouse, for medical costs incurred, business deduction for that. Now, depending on the way your business is set up, if you're single or married and things like that, it's just going to determine, you know, what is the best setup for a strategy or plan like this. But just know that it is available. And so typically say, when does this make sense? Once you have high medical costs, you know, generally say four to $5,000 or more per year, which is over and above your insurance costs, then you might want to check out utilizing a section 105 plan. So check out our full blog post and podcast episode. If this relates to you, check that out so you can dig deeper into this specific topic. The next thing I want to talk about is what health benefit options are available to small business owners with employees. So we kind of talked about self-employed health insurance. We talked about, you know, the Section 105 plan if you have high medical costs and no employees. But what options are available to you if you're a small business owner with employees? And so for this discussion, typically there's a lot of different routes we can go down. But we're just going to assume just for this episode today that you have less than 50 employees. And again, we have a full article that kind of goes deeper into this. But today we just want to summarize it. If you have employees, there's a lot of different options out there to provide medical help to your employees. You can have a group health insurance. You can simply just increase wages to cover those medical costs. This creates some taxable income and things like that, but that's an option. You can set up an HRA or a QSERA. And so for those businesses with roughly 25 or less employees, generally we really love to use the QSERA option. And basically a QSERA is just an HRA, a health reimbursement arrangement that is available to employers with fewer than 50 full-time employees. And this also is made for those that do not offer a health insurance policy. So with the QSERA, employers reimburse employees tax-free for medical expenses. And these are things like health insurance premiums. The employees would go out and utilize those funds. So the employees would find their own health insurance, they'd, they'd pay for medical costs, and then you would just 
reimburse them for those items. Now, with a Qsera, you have a yearly allowance that you decide on. And typically, you're going to have a, a set allowance for single employees and a set allowance for those with a family. And there, the IRS has some maximum that you can contribute. And for single, it's 5450 And for married, it's 11000 Or families, it's 11050 But you can choose any number below that. That's just the maximum. And so all employees typically must receive the same allowance amount, except in certain cases where they have different family statuses. But all full-time employees are eligible, and then businesses can decide on part-time employee eligibility. So how does this basically work? You're saying as an employer that, hey, employees, I'm going to cover up to X amount of health costs. Yeah, that could be health insurance. That could be other out-of-pocket health costs. You can kind of customize that to your need. But then the employees go out and do it. And oftentimes, this is a much cheaper option. And it also gives employees flexibility with what type of plan they want. So instead of getting group health insurance for five employees, you can set up a QSERA and say, hey, we're going to cover you know, up to $5,000 a year for you to get your own insurance and everything else. And not, oftentimes, some of the people that run these programs and that you kind of set up a QSERA with will help the employees find you know, where do you get the health insurance. They help the employees with that on the marketplace or whatever it might be. So this is just a very simple option that we love. Again, this is just kind of a summary of it. So definitely check out our full blog post and, and blog on this full podcast episode and blog that we did last year on this if you want to dive deeper into it. But, you know, I just kind of want to leave it with here. Just know that there are some easy options available to you to offer health insurance. You know, don't be like me when I first got started in business. I was simply afraid to hire because I thought I needed to provide health benefits. I thought that piece would be very hard. And I was like, expensive. I I just don't want to go down that road. So I'm just going to avoid hiring employees. I'm just going to avoid it altogether. Don't be like that. You know, that set me off a lot of ways. You know, there was a lot of things. It was hard then to separate myself, to be able to grow my business because I was afraid to bring employees on simply because of this little piece of medical. You know, I was afraid it would cost too much or be too hard or I wasn't big enough. I was only having one employee. So, you know, how do you do it that way? There's options out there. Qsera is a great option I love for small businesses. You can always graduate into something else, but it's a good option for you to provide benefits for employees when you are still a relatively small business. So check out that blog post or podcast episode if you want more on that. And finally, what we want to talk about as far as year-end stuff to consider is an HSA and health savings account. And so what is an HSA and how do they work? And so a health savings account or HSA is just one tool that I honestly think everyone should be taking advantage of, whether you're a business owner or not. Now this, when we talk about HSAs, it's not specific to being a business owner. This is a tax saving strategy that can be used at all business levels. But And, and again, we did a full blog post and podcast episode on HSA, so check that out. But just a quick summary of how do they work. With an HSA, you get a tax deduction for the funds you contribute into an HSA. Withdrawals from that HSA are tax-free if you use them for qualified medical expenses, and any interest or earnings that happen within the HSA are not taxed. And so it's one of those rare tools that the IRS lets you win on both ends, the contribution and the withdrawal. You get a deduction going in and you pay no taxes coming out, again, assuming that you qualify and assuming that you use it for qualified medical expenses. And for this reason, it's really why I recommend everyone, business owner or not, be maxing out their HSA contributions if you qualify and if you can afford it. 
Now, the main thing to qualify is just that you need to have a high deductible health plan. And so that's kind of just, there's a couple other minor ones, but that's the main one. If you have a high deductible health plan, you more than likely will qualify to be able to contribute to an HSA. The maximum that you can contribute into an HSA for this year, 2022, is 3650 if it's just you on your plan, or 7300 if it's a family plan. So many people look at an HSA as a savings vehicle because there's no tax on the interest or gains that you earn within it, and you know at some point you'll need funds for medical expenses. So this means that even if you do not have high medical costs today, it can still be a great savings vehicle. We do see people do that all the time. They say, Mike, I don't need money for medical expenses now. And I say, well, why not utilize this as sort of a retirement plan? At some point, you're going to have medical expenses. Why not use tax-free money that you got a deduction going in, earnings are tax-free, and you don't have to pay any taxes when you withdraw. Why not utilize that when those health bills come up instead of having to use taxable funds somewhere? So again, if you're healthy, this can still be a great vehicle to be thinking about and kind of utilizing as an extra savings plan. So hopefully this was helpful. You know, and as we mentioned, all of these topics, we did a deep dive into these topics last year where we, we did a specific episode and blog post on each one of these. So if you're interested in kind of diving in or learning more about each of those, check our show notes for a link to a blog post. It's going to take you to those. But again, today we kind of talked about how does deduction for self-employed health insurance work? What options are available to business owners with high medical costs? And these would be kind of those solo business owners. What health benefits are available for small businesses with employees and what is an HSA and how do they work? So hopefully again, hopefully that was helpful. We're going to be continuing as we close out this year, thinking about things that you as a business owner, we want you to be thinking about. Remember once 1231 hits, once December 31st hits, so much tax planning goes out the door. So we need to be thinking now we're in crunch time. This is the time where we need to be implementing those last little bit of things. If you haven't taught your accountant yet, or there's some things that you want to bring up to your accountant after hearing some of the things we talk about here, get to them as soon as possible. You know, some of those things for the health insurance, if you're an S-Corp owner, some of those things take some time to implement, take some time to change the the reporting within the payroll provider. So the sooner that we can get on top of it, the better. So again, we're going to continue this discussion on these different health strategies and everything going through the rest of the year. So hopefully that was helpful. Thank you again for listening to another episode, and I will see you next week. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review and share with other business owners. You can find previous episodes and more information at www.taxsavingspodcast.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.